This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Thank you for listening today. As I urge you to stay woke and keep praying for peace. I am especially blessed that you have chosen to lend me your ears for a while. I am greeting you while bursting with excitement as Georgia, Georgia finally got it right. I know that some are deeply moved, be it for joy or regret, because two gentlemen of minority groups that many in a deep southern state like Georgia never expected to defeat incumbents for the Senate race like Kelly Leffler and David Perdue, an old southern name from the good old boys among Georgia's chicken farmers, a state that was snugly in the lap of the Confederacy, one whose cotton production represented the bulk of its wealth, wealth that was amassed on the backs and from the palms of Negro slaves. The news of Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff's wins felt good. The news felt vindicating, and it has left me bursting with pride. You see, an old Southern slogan resurfaced. The words... The South doesn't care how close a Negro gets, just so he doesn't get too high. Well, Reverend Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff's wins broke through the glass ceiling and for many broke some unspoken rule, leaving some in Georgia reeling and scrambling for answers. I was immediately reminded of God's word in Matthew 20th chapter in the 16th verse. So the last shall be first, and the first last. For many be called, but few chosen. Certainly, people use this portion of scripture and never really study to understand the true meaning. I am inclined to share with you that this scripture made reference to a man who had hired workers to work in his vineyard. Now, after hiring the first group, he ended up hiring another group of men with only one hour left of a 12-hour shift. At the end of the 12th hour, he paid every worker the same amount, those who had worked 12 hours the same amount as those who had worked a single hour. No one more, none less. Please keep in mind he paid those who arrived last, first. Those who had worked the entire 12 hours grumbled and complained that they had put in more time so deserved greater pay than those who had only worked a single hour. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a penny? Take that which was owed and paid and go your way. I will pay to those who came last the same amount that I have paid to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own money? Do you see me as evil because I honored my word? So the last shall be first and the first last. For many be called, but few chosen. Finally, my people, black people, African-American people, minority people. Finally, you are in position as God promised. The last shall be first and the first last. It does not matter that you got in position a bit later, even years later than your white counterparts. 
no concern about the fact that blacks were not even allowed to attend school or become educated until 1965. But the desegregation of schools was not court ordered until 1954. The great Georgia State University did not allow black students until 1962, a school that opened its doors since 1801. Today, the same Georgia State University leads the United States in black graduates. Of course, one article writer dubbed the University of Georgia an engine of social mobility. Remember, black students were only allowed to start attending University of Georgia some 161 years after this all-white male school opened its doors in 1801. In 1968, the first full-time African-American would become a faculty member. The all-white football team's color barrier would be broken in 1971. Not until 1990 would there be an establishment of African-American studies program. Yes, black students in Georgia, among other states, have risen from the ashes of exclusion as it took the government making it a felony to provide funds to integrated schools to show how desperately some white Georgians tried to keep blacks from attaining equal educational opportunities. Yet God's word said the last would be first and the first would be last. Those individuals who were last to share in the benefits of a free, appropriate, and finally equal education were only able to enjoy such luxuries after the shedding of blood, sweat, tears, and dear lives. Even after desegregation, whites would keep the idea and breath of superiority at the forefront with Jim Crow laws and black codes just to keep every Negro reminded of his or her place beneath, behind, or believing you are less than. Such an inferiority complex has been so deeply embedded in the minds and hearts of blacks that studies have shown the mindset is rooted at least six generations deep. Yet Georgia, of all places, has become the southern state to break rank in the presidential election of 2020 and two months later in the Senate race of January 2021. In electing the best man and, yes, the best woman for the job, a truth that has proven too hard for our president, Donald J. Trump, and scores of his followers to digest. In response to stinging losses of both the presidency and the Georgia Senate race, Mr. Trump has continuously fueled the idea of a fraudulent election, motivating a call to take America back or stop the steal directed at right-wing, racist, fascist groups such as QAnon and the Proud Boys, among others. Our new president, Joe Biden, of Irish descent, and Vice President Kamala Harris, the first woman, the first African-American, and the first Native American to hold the office of Vice President of the United States of America. For too long, it seems many among blacks and whites have felt that whites were the entitled, entitled to more, entitled to better, to greater, and definitely to prestigious political positions of power. 
ahead of blacks, Native Americans, Irish, Jewish, or any minority group that is not white, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant. In other words, these minority groups may live in America, but we are regarded as secondary, or in God's word, the last. After all, the first shall be last, and the last first. No matter how long some have moved the mark to keep it out of our reach, no matter what kind of head start some have been afforded, or who came into what knowledge or standard of living first, rest assured, God's word has clearly reminded us that what is yours, whatever God has for you, is for you, and no man or woman, black, white, rich, poor, or other, can claim or negate your right to what God has for you. A state that struggled to educate African-American students as it railed against desegregation and civil rights for all, that would be Georgia, an area where the only place a black man was not reminded, Negro, know your place, was as he in what was said to be his place, toiled in the fields of plantation owners to enrich white landowners and their families. Blacks that were bought and sold to the highest bidder, yet some do not believe that systemic racism exists even today as a direct result of a slave's mentality, one that existed in the minds of both slaves and their owners, one so deeply embedded that it still haunts and has stained the mentalities of more than a few to this day. Georgia has come from such a long way. As two weeks ago, Georgia made history. Two senators, John Ossoff, the first man of Jewish descent, and the youngest sitting senator at 33 years old, along with Raphael Warnock, pastor, Morehouse graduate, and the state's first black senator. It has been a century since Leo Frank, a Jewish man, was brutally lynched by a racist mob of KKK members for a crime he did not commit. Yet in 2021, John Ossoff, a young Jewish man, has become the youngest sitting senator and the first of Jewish descent to serve Georgia of all places. Equally as ironic, Raphael Warnock, a preacher from the Projects of Savannah, became the first black senator from Georgia, a state where blacks have been marginalized for so long. You must understand the gravity of such success within these special elections in Georgia. This area has long been known as the Black Belt, affected by systemic discrimination and exclusion, a system that was built to exclude through slavery, then segregation, and the limits of Jim Crow laws. Yet the 11th of 12 children, son of Pentecostal preachers from the public housing of Savannah, Georgia, became Georgia's first black man to be elected to the United States Senate. One from among a group that had for so long been disenfranchised, uneducated, and uninvited to the equal education afforded whites until well into the 1960s is a prime example of Georgia's last becoming first. Yes, Raphael Warnock, a Morehouse graduate and a man of God, 
John Ossoff became the first Jewish senator from Georgia, the first millennial, and the first Jewish senator from the Deep South since 1879. One whose ancestors fled pogrom, a violent riot to massacre the Jewish nation, as well as the 19th and 20th century attacks on Jews in the Russian Empire. Ossoff grew up among Holocaust survivors and interned for the late John Lewis. So he developed an affinity for standing up for the marginalized and abhorring authoritarianism. These two gentlemen also represent the first Democratic senators from Georgia since Zell Miller left office in 2005. Two men with very different stories from extremely diverse backgrounds, but common goals now stand up for Georgia as our new, very motivated senators. Certainly, prime representatives of two who may not have been seen as real game changers and certainly not the first in anything but God's own loving examples of the last to be educated, respected, noticed, or to arrive in the race but being placed first. Surely men that have been nurtured and groomed from the least of us, yet God's chosen. The first shall be last. And the last shall be first. During a time of social unrest, tis no secret that one must know. Those things you feed and to which you sow seed will multiply and grow. No question that the seeds you sow, you will garner and reap again. So the remnants of America's gently buried past has reared its head, my friends. Oh, racism and white supremacy was at the heart of slavery's soul. When white plantations owned countless black slaves, amassing brands and fortunes untold. To care for families, home and field, king cotton in every hand. If you do the math and follow the path, slaves were worth far more than land. You see, labor is one of the greatest costs of doing business and all that's earned. The most valuable commodity that follows, one can repeat a lesson learned. Today, we can boast that many elected are among God's chosen last. If you study and learn of the first partakers, careful not to repeat the past. One dark and stained with the blood of ancestors to pave the way for us. Those who shed blood, sweat, and tears with far more fight than fuss. So many who thought you and I were worth the chance to stand and take their place. Those brave men and women who raised fists and voices, no matter the pain they'd face. From beatings, lynchings, and Jim Crow laws, to segregation and disrespect, to a place of demanding equal rights, God take care, provide, and protect. From a state that struggles so desperately, reeling with racial divide, to a state of mind that's hard to find, peace that only God provides. Georgia made a very loud statement in November, then January all over again. A blue wave has never been more beautiful than the blue that equality mends. The blue in the sky that meets the eye with a sense of peace within. I know it is not impossible to unify. God's breath and blood makes every human kin. Two men with such diverse beginnings that similarities might be lost, but know there is strength in Ossoff's story, ancestors survived 
Holocaust. Be not deceived by the Morehouse man, Ebenezer Baptist's Reverend Warnoff. Sacrifices ancestors made as he came from slaves and Savannah's public housing he wrought. Neither superior or inferiority can rule an honest look at right from wrong. In great democracy, God placed us together so we all must get along. We are each citizens of America, so together we thrive and stand tall. Remember the words of wisdom, united we stand, divided we fall. No group owns this country, a melting pot, home and land of the free. A country spared and blessed by God to be all that we can be. A place of tolerance together and a place so many call home. The result of a past that binds us as one and a future no racism to condone. Surely God has blessed our land with grace and mercy, so racism must be retired. I trust and pray that we will obey, keep each uplifted, encouraged, and inspired. Well, family, this is number 38 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. We have been so favored, honored, and blessed that God has raised up senators from our great state. Two gentlemen, two worthy gentlemen, who were probably not even considered to compete. But God, in his infinite wisdom, has chosen. God's word has said, the last shall be first and the first last. For many be called, but few chosen. Thank you to every soul who voted in the general elections on November 3rd. And thanks, Georgia, for making your voices heard on January 5th. Please support these elected officials as the system only works when everyone does their part. I know God is able. Remember, only what you seed and feed will grow. Someone in the South once said, the South doesn't care how close a Negro gets, just as long as he doesn't get too high. But I say, with God, the sky is the limit, and God has chosen. Finally, I solicit your prayers for peace, peace during the inauguration, and peace over our nation. God bless and keep each of you. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn page. Remember, you can listen to me on Amazon Music, as well as my new platform on YouTube. Yes, if you ask Alexa, she will take you there. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows, you might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.